And now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com, it's time for the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Listen in as Snowden interviews cannabis industry pioneers, marijuana experts, policymakers, medical practitioners, patients, and other amazing individuals with compelling stories to share. It all happens right now. Here's the Cannabis Reporter, Snowden Bishop. Welcome back to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. I wanted to go off script a little bit to acknowledge the traumatic and tragic events that have occurred around the world lately. Like so many, I have a heavy heart and send prayers and condolences to those who have lost loved ones. These days, the events like this really highlight the need for healing and an end to some of the injustices that have come to light. I can't help but think that the cannabis movement can, in many ways, help with the emotional scars as well as treating the medical conditions. Education is key, and we hope we can contribute in some small way. Last week, we spoke with Chef Peyton Curry, who told me about edibles, which are becoming very popular among patients who don't like to inhale their medicine. As he explained, getting the dosage right can be challenging. And since edible medicine is absorbed through digestion, it can take up to an hour to feel the full effects. Those who aren't familiar with the delay may think it's not working and take more. If the dose is high in THC, that can lead to a rather intense euphoric experience. That may be good for some of those who like the euphoria, but for those who don't enjoy getting high or for those who need to function during the day, it can be an uncomfortable problem. One of my guests today has solved this problem. His name is Tony Alfieri. He's a self-educated scientist who's developed a new accelerant technology to expedite the delivery of THC taken orally. Before I introduce him, though, I'd like to circle back to my very first interview on The Cannabis Reporter with New York State Assemblyman Dr. Stephen Katz. And in case you haven't heard it, Dr. Katz is a veterinarian who developed Therabis, a line of therapeutic cannabis treatments for canines. Okay, so now you're wondering what veterinarian medicine has to do with accelerated delivery of THC and oral medicine for humans. Bear with me. There's a reason I brought it up. Tony Alfieri's technology is being applied to the next generation of therapist treatments for animals, which was developed by Dr. Stephen Katz and Jim Sharkey, who's the chief scientist for therapist. I'm happy to say that all three of them are here with me today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I would like to start with you, Tony, because um, this accelerant technology, tell me a little bit about this and how you came to develop it. Well, we developed the the, uh, formulation when helping a friend with a brain tumor, and she was looking for cannabis solutions for, you know, dealing with the symptoms and day-to-day life. And over several years of you know, working with her and, and seeing the side effects of an edible where you're being processed with the liver and it makes you right. go to sleep and all the dosage issues, uh, we came to the realization that we had to figure out a better way. We had, to, we had to bypass the liver. We had to absorb before the liver. And we had to use a high dosage. So, you know, the Quigley's effect, if you, if you will, is the uh, result of, of uh, years of trying to help a friend who was, uh, who was sick and dying. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and then... How did you come to work with Therabis on this? That's a great story. Uh, <laughs> through a bunch of uh, incredible coincidences, Stephen Katz and I met in a conference in Las Vegas, and we were at a table together talking. 
and he was talking about uh, you know pets and how he wanted to incorporate uh, cannabis and CBD into his formulation he'd been using for so many years in his clinic. And we got to talking, and a few months later, we uh, we got into business. Okay. The, the first day that we worked together on on formulation, I knew that this was this was it. This was going to be my partner for a long, long time. Right. He was uh, that day. He was a virtual MacGyver of <laughs> trying to figure out an impurity in one of the in in one of our compounds, and it was truly amazing to watch him what he did with a spoon and a lighter to oh, find wow. out what was what a was spoon wrong. Spoon and a lighter. Spoon and a lighter, and we yeah. found out a piece of aluminum foil and a piece of aluminum yeah. foil. Yeah. That yep. sounds yep. a little bit nefarious. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> sounds it yep, sounds but, worse than it was, but yep, we were but, we didn't have our lab set up at the time, so. You, you deal with what you've got. We had to uh, we had to play with some yeah. raw ingredients, and he was able to identify the impurity in it by using those three things. And, and it I was, was I was so impressed at the end of that that I I, I knew that and and the, the we had a great time that day working together, and it was just one of those very special moments where I I knew right there I had I had a partner for life. Yeah, I can so. imagine. And and Jim Sharkey, how did you fit into this equation when the two of them got together as mad scientists? Well, um, I met Tony because I worked for a patent law firm um, as a technical specialist, and Tony's patent came was assigned to me to write. And so I wrote the patent, worked with him, and then he had some issues with he was little things he was working out with it, with Quigleys that were more. Definitely chemistry in nature, and I just had a good feeling and helped him out on my own time. And next thing I know, he offers me a job and brought me into Cats. So that's how it all kind of worked out. So that was another coincidence. So it's just kind of been very serendipitous, right? Kind of thing. Serendipitous chain of events. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He gave me his uh, his personal phone number and and spoke with me for hours on end. Uh, you know, on his own personal time outside of work. <laughs> You know, while he's living his life to help me out, and we had an opportunity to grab him, and he was he was free, so we had to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and this is going into the next generation of therapists, correct? Yes. Okay. Essentially, anything that's got a liquid base is going to have Quigley's, isn't it? The, the Quigley's accelerant in it. Okay. And Quigley's is, is a, a maker of human elixirs. Uh, Quigley's is a product of Noble Blends, who has a technology that we license for, you know, adult use, recreational use, medical use products, as well as, uh, you know, pets currently. Okay. Well, (laughs) there you you have it. That's our family of product and companies. Yeah. And and so the benefit for for animals really is that, you know, because obviously they're not going to tell you if they're still in pain after they have... The, the best thing about something like that for me is you get no better satisfaction from both the client, the patient, and the veterinarian when you see something actually work within the 10 to 15 minutes that you have with them in your office exam room. Right. Okay? I could cite precious few examples where you see that happen. Okay, one is when you get the little chihuahua who has low blood sugar and it looks like he's about to die. And I put a little Cairo syrup in there and five minutes later, jump it around and I become and I have a client for life for that. And so uh, there's nothing more rewarding than that. And uh, with with the, uh, you know, with the accelerant formulation, um, I can see the same 
uh, the same results with right. the different um, with the different uh, products and formulations that we're coming up with. Yeah, and I, I imagine that that this is going to be particularly good for those instances where there are loud noises, like for instance the Fourth of you July. Bet. Yes, and you need Perfect to have example. instantaneous yes. results. Perfect example. Yep. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Or, or people who are going to be going, uh, or say people who uh, have a dog on the, on the, on the in the car right. and didn't realize it was going to be as loud and and uh, obnoxious as he's turning out to be, <laughs> and then you give him a little a little bit of the you know of next generation and voila, you got five to ten minutes later a nice and, quiet doggy. Yeah, and that's so. actually a more humane way to treat your animal well, than wonderful. putting him out, out in the back of the car with a leash and like, right. run alongside or, like right, or, National Lampoon's Vacation, right, or, or, for example. Or, I mean, right, and didn't, didn't uh, 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 presidential uh, assumptive uh, Romney put his uh, dog on the top of his uh, car? Car act wasn't that one of the? I, believe, I, believe I think that was why, case, he, yeah. why he lost the election. So. It very well could be. It very well. So could a little be. therapist could have, it makes a difference right. between we could, winning and could, losing the election. Right. Had he had therapists, we'd have a different president of the United States. Wow, right the now. world could have changed. Okay, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> Part of our we digress back humor. into politics. Okay, sorry, <laughs> but you know, I mean, when you when you consider that that something as as useful as veterinary medicine can benefit from cannabis, right? Absolutely. Oh, it, without a doubt. When you look at the politics of that, you wonder why cannabis in general is such a political issue. And you the, know? the funny thing about it, the, the, the disconnect to me uh, is incredible in that you've got the New York Times, one of the primary spokesmen for the left, for right. the Democratic point of view in the United States, You've got the National Review, the one of the one of certainly the media of record for the conservative movement. Right. And you've got the New England Journal of Medicine, which is the certainly the journal of record for medicine in the United States of America, all agreeing that adult use cannabis should be legalized nationally. Right. Now why there's a disconnect from those primary political outlets yeah. and what you see in terms of resistance from both sides, right? okay, um, to me is, is as perplexing as you could come up with, especially right. now that we have clinical trials that are supportive of, of, of different, uh, of different uh, absolutely positive responses to some of the various compounds that you have in the cannabis plant. Right. Well, rescheduling cannabis has, uh, on the DEA's list of narcotics is, is now part of the Democratic platform, but it, it, it still is just, it boggles my mind. That you don't it's want not, to just reschedule CBD. It's, yeah. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. Because there's more to the cannabis plant and the cannabinoids that are effective mm-hmm. in, a, in a medicinal manner that... By God, go back to 1936 and you know right. forget for about 1937 to the the present, which right. is which is an absolute you know going back to the Stone Age as far as I'm concerned. Right. The nerve of these people to be having for them to to for the the medical community, the medical industrial community to 
get our, uh, the people of our country addicted to oxycodone, mm-hmm. narcotic opioids, synthetic and natural, and not be able to, you know, and not be able to prescribe at very least, at very least, medicinal marijuana nationwide and have national recognition of this both by uh, the change in the banking laws and interstate commerce laws yeah. is absolutely Outrageous. And not to mention the methamphetamines that are being used to treat the 100%. children for ADHD. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh, we can and, go on. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and all, the and, anabolic and all, steroids and, and, that, and the <laughs> list of, of anti-seizure medications that they have to give yeah. to these poor kids when all you need to do is give them some of one of the high CBD preparations. Right. And, and it has see no an euphoric incre- effect exa- whatsoever. No, there is yeah. no, there's only euphoric. There are a hundred, over a hundred medici- medicinal cannabinoids and terpenes in the marijuana plant. Mm-hmm. There is one that makes you high. Right. Delta 9 THC. If you don't have that in there, you're not going to get high. Right. Okay. And my products and by far and away, the overwhelming number of medicinal products do not contain THC or contain a trace amount to help the, uh, the entourage effect uh, potentiate the effects of the CBD or other cannabinoid that's sure. being used. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for those of you who didn't get to listen to the first interview with Dr. Katz, um, I, I'd like to just point out that uh, as a politician, he actually is a conservative and in New York. Correct. Yep. On both, on, on both, both of those conservative yep. New York. I also helped write the law in and was a part of that, uh, Sorry, sorrow sorrow uh, experience of writing the law for the New York the New York uh, state, which uh, two weeks before we put it to the uh, legislature, mm-hmm. they took PTSD out and they took out the ability to smoke it. Ugh, yeah. Two weeks before we uh, that that's thanks thanks to the governor Governor Cuomo. Uh, yeah. Well, and and the reason I was pointing this out is because it really shouldn't be a partisan issue whatsoever. And 100%. Yeah, yeah. This is a medical, ethical uh, question that really, uh, you know, absolutely has nothing to do with bipartisan politics. Yeah, and it's such a shame that it is. So, ugh. anyway, well, Tony, I wanted to go back to you. You're actually self-educated. Correct, that's correct. So um, when Dr. Katz was telling me about you, I sort of expected you to be a double PhD like uh, Jim Sharkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I didn't have the time to actually get my own PhD, but you know, it turns out you can hire one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's go. true. I, you can spend <laughs> 10 years or you can, you can give a guy money and he'll, he'll do it for you. Yeah. Jim, what are your degrees in? You're um, double doctor. Actually, I only have one PhD. It's oh, in okay. biomedical science, but my undergraduate is I'm a biochemist chemist. Okay. So um, I've... And, during my undergrad, I worked in natural products chemistry, so I was working with soft corals. So I've always kind of been leaning towards the natural products and medicines from natural products. So this is just kind of this odd, very very odd little path to get around to this point. But, hey, you know, like I said, he he can hire me. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and prior to this, had you worked with cannabis? Um. Recreationally, a long time ago. And, uh, <laughs> I love to call that. That's not working. Well, I was saying, not working. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That was, a, yeah, that was a another question. Yeah. Have you played with cannabis? <laughs> yes, but yes. If you, you know, but is, in terms of professional life, has cannabis ever been part of your agenda before this? No, actually, I was um, 
I was actually working preterm labor for my doctoral thesis. Okay. So um, I'd never really looked at cannabis for that. I was actually working with melatonin, another natural product for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of came to it. It was just very, just very, didn't see this one coming. Right. It was kind of a joke in the firm who was going to get the partner's new client. He's actually bringing on a cannabis client. I'm like, oh, I'll be that guy. And sure enough, I did. And hey, it's paid off. Yeah. If, if you're a chemist, it, 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 it ends up being what chemicals are you going to be working with? Right. And then oh, yeah. you can go and then you learn those principles. You learn, you know, I mean, Jim is a very quick study and he is certainly, you know, non-parel in, in, in doing uh, research and gathering information. So uh, we're, we're very, very lucky to have Jim. Yeah, I can imagine. And before that, I mean, aside from the recreational history, yeah. were you pro-marijuana legalization? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things where it's just, it's, there's no point in it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just... It goes back to the 50s movies where it was demonized, you know, yeah. the reefer madnesses and whatnot. And it's yeah. just something that it's overly benign, yeah. you know, so, and then it just got a bad thing and it just stuck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a holdover from a much more conservative time. Yeah. I've been speaking with so many people recently just about how as users, uh, medical users even, have to overcome this stigma and, and kind of looking over their shoulder when they're trying to make themselves well. Well, yep. it's we're amazing to think the number of people that I know who are in judges, doctors, hedge fund managers, financiers, bankers. I could go down and, and inventors mm-hmm. um, and I can go down the list, all of whom smoke pot. Right. And it is in no way inhibited their trajectory professionally mm-hmm. on at all. As a matter of fact, quite a number of them, you just can't get much higher right? Uh, from the people that I personally know. You know, as for yeah. stigma speaking, you know, I, I've always argued I, I have a I have degenerative spine disease, I have a bad back. Um, and I would take, you know, pain pills for years and years. I moved to Los Angeles and I, I found medical, medical cannabis and, you know, lab testing and proper environments. And I was able to, to completely stop taking uh, any pharmaceutical drugs, 100% cannabis since the last, you know, 11 or 12 years. But, you know, I can't take it when it hurts. I, I don't have a way to stop on the corner and smoke pot, you know, anywhere I want to. But I can certainly take a handful of pills anytime you'd like. You know, yeah. so the, the double standard is, you know, this is a medicine. We're being prescribed this as a medicine. And we're, then we're told where and when and how we can use it when we need it for certain things. When I'm walking around and my back starts to hurt, it would be great. To be able to uh, to stop and use, and that's one another thing that you know things like Quigley's helps with uh, mm-hmm. in my life, and things like our topicals that we're creating in our lab. But uh, other than that, it's a it's a, an insane climate. If you go to Denver, you can't you can buy pot anywhere you want, but you can't smoke it anywhere unless you live in a house in Denver. Oh, I see. It's very difficult, yeah. very yeah. difficult to find a place legally to to even consume legal cannabis, let alone medical cannabis. It's true. The law is basically you can buy it, but don't smoke it anywhere. Yeah, don't smoke it in Denver. Don't, don't smoke, smoke it anywhere. A, didn't that, yeah. cha- that changed <laughs> no, recently? No, not at all. It? Really? No, it, it started a, that way? No, there's a handful of hotels. And if you're not, if you don't have a home in Denver, you can't smoke it in your car. You can't smoke it in public. You can't smoke it in your hotel room. You can do it in only certain areas that are allowed uh, in hotels that are that are weed friendly. And that's it. Yeah. So you so you have to buy it in Denver. You can't leave Denver with it. You can't use it in, in Colorado. So you tell me how how great the you know the rules are. 
My, my point was that of these people that I see in, in conjunction with what Tony's saying, the idea that these people are considered criminals because they're performing right. a criminal activity of smoking marijuana in public right. is just, yeah. just or, or even, ludicrous. You know, in, anywhere, just the act anywhere. of buying it, it just is, is, is so hypocritical that I'm, I'm certainly hoping that maybe in the next administration we'll get some more help. Yeah. Down the line. And I'll be honest with you, so long as they just keep saying it's a state rights issue, that'll be fine. That'll be fine with me. Yeah. It's it's, it actually, so long as it remains in the state's rights purview, that'll be fine for the overwhelming majority of of the the, the people who we are involved with in that right. circle of marijuana entrepreneurs. And you let federally regulated uh, you know, cannabis take hold and you're going to have a, a whole other ball of wax here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the really important things about doing what we're doing and and other media outlets and other individuals who are part of these big organizations trying yeah. to get the word out to the public is to try to encourage people who are of note, who have high profile careers or they're celebrity of some sort or a politician of some sort to actually come out and say, you know, hey, yeah, I inhaled and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. You know, and and I think until that actually happens, it might be difficult for people to understand that you know this is normal. Right. <laughs> for well, and some. part of part of my you know love of therapists is you know this start of you know this is a this is a product. This has, we have CBD. We we you know it works. We have you know uh, success. We should give it to our animals. We see them benefit from them. Why wouldn't we benefit from the same things? Our mm-hmm. studies will will right. translate. Further and further into into human use, you know, we're 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 doing that work. We're kind of laying the ground for for more acceptance of the of cannabinoids as a as a you know medicinal benefit instead right. of just some right. we're, we're, you know, drug. We're about to to you know go much more mainstream right. by leaving, I was just say, leaving the dispensaries yes. and going into uh, health stores and pharmacies. So human. So that is a huge game changer for the basically for the entire. Uh, medical and certainly veterinary medical industry, and in that we are we're taking it past the dispensary well, place. Right. Well, you know, you can get hemp protein powder on the grocery store shelf, Absolutely. right next to right. you know, right next to any other spirulina or whatever. Absolutely. And so, you know, there shouldn't be any reason because it's just high CBD medication for pets there's no reason it shouldn't be on the shelf next and, to alpo and it's legally legal. derived and, it's and legally derived right. so right. so yes um that's true but just like with anything else we are involved in a in a process of massive education right now because we have a whole lot of catching up to do in every ancillary industry that's involved such as the pet industry such as the veterinary medical industry they are they are 25, no, when was 1936? That's how far behind they are, okay? (laughs) And so there's a lot of teaching to do, and we're ready to, uh, you know, accept that challenge, but we're going to be on the forefront of the education of pet and veterinary industry. Yeah, well, I I would think that veterinarians would really get why this is so beneficial for pets, and I can't see any reason why. I mean, I, I know quite a few, and... I can't think of any reason why any one of them would say, I don't want to carry that on my shelf. <laughs> you know, it's like it's veterinarians want to see the results of cold, objective clinical studies and they want to, they will they will not prescribe anything unless they are 
that comfortable with what they are about to give their client. Interesting. Okay. okay. And okay. that is, I, I know that, I know that about my well, colleagues. Would, yeah. I've been doing it for 30 years and there's, I, I can understand the reasoning behind that. They want, you know, rule number one in medicine and in veterinary medicine is do no harm. Right. And you have to have an extreme comfort level of what you are prescribing, what possible side effects there are, when to expect any results, or at least, at least the, 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 you know, some sort of broad, uh, you know, spectrum of when you could expect to see effects. And all those things they have to understand, be comfortable with, so that they can advocate right. for, us, for any given treatment. And that's a huge responsibility in the education, and that is why we are, uh, you know, undergoing clinical study of our products because that is when the veterinarians are going to come on board. Yeah, and, not until and dogs can't tell you about the side effects. No, but we can see them. Yeah, okay. And, and tell me about some of the clinical trials. Any, you know, what's coming down the pike? We have a University of Pennsylvania double-blind study that's being done on the Therabus products. Yeah. And, um, and that is, you know, before you have the likes of the big box companies and what have you mm-hmm. uh, sign on board, they too want to see legitimacy. Right. And legitimacy for them is the results of a clinical stu- study from a major in- educational institution. Mm-hmm. And the University of Pennsylvania College of Veterinary Medicine falls into that category. Yeah, sure does. And I know you mentioned it in our previous interview, but just for people who, who didn't hear it, um, when when do you expect that to be completed? We expect it sometime around, I would expect sometime in early 2017. Okay. So it's so, not far off. No, not too far off. Perhaps be, less than a year. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, we'll, <laughs> they'll, you know they will, they will, you know, we... We will be monitoring them and the progress, and we'll right. be getting progress reports that really will not be able to be, you know, published yet mm-hmm. until they finish. But we'll know the direction that this thing's going. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. Are you are you involved in that at all as well? Yes, um, Tony. You're you're Tony well, is, you know Tony you are, is my partner. Okay. In, in, in the study, though. In, in in the well, Tony is Tony and Jim were responsible for the final formulation of all three products. And so they're intimately involved in both the formulation and the production, ultimately, of of whatever we What I mean, though, is in the study. I I knew that you were involved in the development of the product. No, the the study is only being done by professors and workers at the University of Pennsylvania. The only involvement we have is making sure the formulations are correct, the dosages are are being delivered properly, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, interpreting that data. That's where we have, again, the PhD, (laughs) uh, (laughs) who also has some uh, unique experience with clinical trials in veterinary clinics he worked in when he was doing his uh, undergrad, Undergrad, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. so he has some some unique unique work he could probably throw down some knowledge about. Well, yeah, well, like I said, the great thing about it is in the field right now because there have been some studies done about cannabis and veterinary applications, but they've all been surveys. Mm-hmm. So it's a very subjective sur- It's a very subjective study. Um, you don't have that double blind AB testing. Right. So while it does provide some data, again, it is, it's not controlled. And that's the advantage to the 
uh, vet pen study, and we're going to have some animals, the animals be broken into different groups, test groups, and then some will get placebo and others will get active formula. And that'll allow us to see the differences. And I've spoken with the um, principal investigator there, and um, we've gone over their protocol, and they've shared that with me, and they'll be sharing the preliminary data with me that I'll be able to look at as well. And then, of course, we have to hold on to that because in the academic world, it's publish or perish. Right. And um, we would like to have them publish that in a journal as well to add additional support because then you get that additional um, certainty of peer review. Right. So the um, stronger that study can be for us, and it's looking very good, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as the way it's designed, um, the better the strong argument we can make for, hey, this product is safe, it's effective, and um, convince the veterinarians to be very comfortable in prescribing it to their clients and their animal patients. Right. And And it's all three, right? All three products? Right now we're starting with two of the three because one is going to be a longer study. The Common Quiet is a a longer study. And so we will follow up with those, with, with the Common Quiet. But what... In, and they will all be studied, but in all three, what's, what was interesting to me is that nobody knows who comes in the subjects that this is Therabis. Oh. This is product X. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what, it, and apparently that's how it works in all clinical. I, I didn't, I'm learning uh, along right. the way right now. Nobody knows what this is, so it will not prejudice the results or what the observations even are of the owner. Right. Okay. So if so, they if they have a certain bias, right? For, if they said we're testing therapists, they could they they could right. go look up therapists, look at our our website, which is beautiful, and it might affect it in a positive way that right. in that that still would skew the results that we do not want to see. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It's an anonymous product. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we just when we were doing the trial and the clinic when I was working for, we would just identify the animal with the condition we were testing and then we would offer to bring them in to would you like to be part of this study mm-hmm. uh, for this medication and then explaining the nature of a double blind study and then go from there and then the owner would consent or not and then from there so yeah we trying to remove bias at all levels right and as far as the breeds are concerned are you sticking are you doing like subgroups of just certain breeds or is it just no. whatever breed weight, a certain condition weight, yeah weight. you go by weight classification yeah i see okay yeah yeah we don't well, ca- we don't care what breed it is it's what they weigh <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well that's that's good yep cuz there, there there really is not that much of a breed differentiation you know in terms of what the what its effects can be right, right. but some some breeds have different personalities than others obviously but shouldn't really affect uh, you know anything about the study i mean if, right. for example okay. uh, you know dogs that dogs that have severe hip dysplasia right uh, you know that's an architectural problem right okay so you know we you, there there still are going to be limitations even within the the breed uh differences mm-hmm. that, you know where you know there's only i mean where I am in the Bronx, uh, nationally, hip dysplasia in a Rottweiler is about 3%. In my neck of the woods, it's over 90%. Right. Okay, breathtaking. Right. And so, you know, those would be, some of those would not be germane for the study. Right. Okay, because they're kind of beyond help. 
So the yeah. study is going to look at things like, you know, the weight of the dog and, and severity of the condition and uh, try to pair, you know, similar weights and similar conditions together and receive dosages. And we figured that the, the study is going to determine uh, dosage per kilogram. Yeah. Uh, levels and what, what the yeah. effective levels are. Yeah, and it's a quantitative study. So they're going to do certain tests with the dog to measure right. their their response before and after, after before testing and, after. and yeah. monitor. Yeah, there's there. It's not yeah. just the owner takes the dog home. They stay there. They yeah. they monitor the animal. They watch it. You know, take the take the product. They monitor it before and after. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna send them to after after they're finished. We we send them to Paris Island to see how they do on the marine <laughs> on obstacle the marine course. Obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. If they can climb a rope <laughs> on a wall and they're done, we're going to find out if this stuff works or not. <laughs> They'll be super dog afterwards. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so I think, that, I think it's going to be very interesting for people to learn, you know, after the study, what it was exactly. Well, yeah, what's important is that this is bringing it once again in, into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. that's what we're doing. We're, yeah, we're, we're giving legitimacy to a compound that is essentially new and being studied more and more, and we're now applying that to veterinary medicine. And yeah. so you know, this is going to be a landmark study. One thing about the therapist as well is, you know, we're allowing this, this product is out. It's, it's being sold. It's sold nationwide. It's in, you know, pet boutiques. It's in animal hospitals. There are people that are adopting it now, which is truly amazing to me because we, we, see, the, we see the results immediately, but it gives a great opportunity for those kind of stores to come in and and pick up you know groundbreaking products before they hit mainstream before they become you know locked down by by Petco. You know they they have the chance to actually stock these things and put, give them to their to the owners now, give them to the pets mm-hmm. now, and see the results and increase their own sales with the groundbreaking stuff. Our website therapist.com is beautiful. It has you know incredible videos and, and graphics and, oh, yeah. and ways to use the product and. Uh, you know, it, we, we have something a lot different than, than almost anybody else in this space does. We have a professional, um, you know, a face and we have a, a good working product. And this is a business opportunity for people as well. These, these, this gives you the chance to come in early wholesaler and, and actually turn this into a, a profitable situation that really helps pets. Most of these guys sell 30, 40 different products that don't do a lot. Right. And, and now we have the opportunity to actually have a product that does something and put it on our shelves and proudly sell it to our to our customers. It's it's, it's amazing, really. Yeah. What is the price point on Therabis products compared to, say, Cosequin, which is a pretty common? Almost one-to-one. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, we, it's almost one-to-one. $50 we, for yeah. the large dog and 30 for the small. Yeah. We designed it to be competitive with just about everything. Absolutely. So. Well, that's, yep. that's good. Yep. yep. That's you good. you got to be. It's yeah. a competitive field out there, regardless of what your formulas are. It's yeah. still competitive. And yeah. you, you know, I was on, my dog was on Dasequin for years before I finally stopped. Uh, she's been on Therabyst for over a year and a half. You wouldn't, she's 16. You wouldn't, if she was here right now, you wouldn't believe it. You right. wouldn't believe me she was 16. She's up and she's running around so much, I have to give her the calm and quiet sometimes to calm her down. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She comes in and she's, you're, you're like, you're going to kill yourself. You got you to calm down. She's too old. She's jumping around, jumping over stairs. I mean, it's crazy. It's wow. nuts. I thought I was going to have to put her to sleep. I was detaching from my dog. Uh, Steve Katz brought my dog back to my family. He, he brought this formula. We added, we added what we added to it. We started using it in both the treat and the powder formulation. We've been testing both for some time on my dog. And I have a new dog. I, have, I, she, I, don't, I no longer think I'm going to put her to sleep in, you know, a year from now. I'm thinking, wow, she's got some years left in her. She, wow. she was our guinea pig. She got the original liquid formula Everything. that we were like, 
pumping into her. Yep. Wow. A whole lot of it at a time, too. But she was she was on the ground. She yeah, wasn't she was standing great. up anymore. She yeah, was she laying was down on a ball all day. She was groaning. She was limping. And now she's she's like my dog again. It's it's not it's not something you can describe until you've become detached from your sixteen year old, fifteen year old dog yeah. and you're like, uh, you know, maybe next year we're gonna put her to sleep to to thinking, wow, maybe she's got four Some or five good years, years left. Left in her. It's yeah. Remarkable. Remarkable. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the formulas for cats. Ah, we are in we're in uh, development. Uh, <laughs> the only problem with cats is they don't all like to eat everything. So we have yeah. to come up with, you know, three or four different flavors. So the palatability is the only issue here. We're we're in palatability testing. That's going to take months. So tuna. <laughs> you know what? You say that tuna for cats, no. bacon for dogs. No, they you don't. That? That's no. not true. No. <laughs> because I have the test cat. Oh, and he is beyond finicky and tuna. We tried tuna and it was repellent to him. So really, we've got some work to do. You either have well, chicken or tuna. So did you did you just put a flavoring of tuna in it, or was it mm-hmm. actual tuna juice? Oh no no no. We have we have uh, there are companies that have clinical trials on palatability even for for you know animal food additives for flavor. So we have ninety nine point nine nine percent palatable fish tuna you know chicken beef you name it and wow. uh, yeah, you know and your cat will eat one of those but it's right. only going to be one or two yeah. it's never going to be all of them you're always going to have a cat that hates chicken yeah. you're always going to have a ha- cat that hates fish it's just the way it is with no, cats. when we do this palette it'll be probably with about 50 cats and it'll end up being 49 to like it and jim's cats an idiot yeah, so we don't have to worry about this <laughs> hey, hey, jim's nice cat's obese he's an he's... obese cat he that's overfed i think we're, we got to call a foul on that on that on that trial too hey, yeah. He's well, the only I, available cat right now. He's our only cat. What can we do? I tell you what, the only way I can get any one of my cats to take their meds is to literally open up a can of tuna and put the tuna juice in a bowl and crush whatever it is in powder form and yep. stick it in there. Sure. And it's gone. It's they the love only it. way tuna it works. Fish. Even, it works on 99% of the cats. They yeah, love the, that tuna juice. You squeeze the, it out of the, the can, and they're so no happy. No artificial flavor yeah, at all. It's just yep, yep. pure tuna juice Absolutely. from the can. They love that, <laughs> and it, that does work 99% of the time. Yeah, and, right. and even with that god-awful white, I forget what the name of it is, the antibiotic that comes in a dropper oh. form. Oh, oh metronidazole? There's clavamox. 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 Oh, which tastes awful. Oh, I've tasted it, and yeah. it's just because I wanted to see why I was, <laughs> why my cat was just freaking out every time. Yep. You know, he saw me pull it out and get the dropper well, that's out. The prob- He's like, with no a cat, the, the problem with giving anything to a cat is that you can get it into a ca- anything into a cat once. Once. Right. It's what happens after, after that that. <laughs> uh, that that you have to consider. So. Yeah. yeah, when they see it coming, right. you open the container they and you can't you'll never catch the cat. You'll never see yep. it again. Yeah. Oh my God, we digress. <laughs> but well, it it'll be it'll be nice for people too because I I'm sure that that the longevity factor of animals can be helped. Yep, that's what it's Very about for so. me. At, at the at the end of the day. Uh, you know, bringing this animal back to the family, taking your old dog and, and, you know, it's a, we don't hesitate to give our grandpa 800 milligram ibuprofen to go uh, hang out with the grandkids at, at Disneyland. Right. But, you know, we think, oh, we're going to give our dog something to, to, you know, help its mobility, help its life or, or, or give it more Get time with, pain. yeah, give it, at least give it the things that it enjoys. You know, we never hesitate to do that with an elderly family member. But when right. it comes to your pet, you're like, oh, it's getting old and, 
and we're gonna put it down. Well, you know, but you know, why don't you go the extra few steps? You have a you care for your 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 elderly grandmother. You care for your elderly dog, and you know, even if it's not elderly, they have issues uh, that that require you know uh, you know daily maintenance sometimes or just spot maintenance. You know, mm-hmm. it rides in the cars. You know, you think that whining in the back it bothers you. What about your poor dog that's crying in the back of the car? Right. You think he's having a good time in the in, you know crying for three four hours? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Or now and, the monsoon, right? right? And we then then we have the other end of the spectrum of that you know right now that I'm seeing quite a bit of it because I'm answering the medical questions that clients have about therapists, so I get those directly. Right. These are people who go so far beyond anything that you could would would expect someone in terms of taking care of a dog where 90 plus percent would have put them to sleep i get questions like um uh, right now doc i'm i'm treating my dog for bilateral uh, lung cancer that's metastasized to the liver and the kidneys um do you, do you think that the therapist is going to help <laughs> He's currently on this, 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 and this. Do you think that the, the therapist will help too? Yep. That is that and, is the and, diametric and, opposition. I mean, yep. And it is just, I mean, it takes my breath away. And I, it just reminds me just how strong that human-animal bond can be. Oh, yeah. So it's, Well, it's, and also because the dogs can't complain vocally. I mean, unless they're whimpering, they mm-hmm. can't speak and tell them how much pain they're in. Please put me down. No, they can tell you, though. Yeah. They tell you when they stop eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when true. they stop eating, that's when they're telling you. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah, I know. But that it, and it, it, a dog suffering from stage four cancer could benefit probably if, more than any other to dog do anything. You, you know, if you want to keep your dog around as a palliative, you know, to make him more comfortable, mm-hmm. but still want him, um, you know. And if you look anecdotally, we have all sorts of stories of remarkable effects of CBD on terminal patients and otherwise extremely serious conditions, including, you know, third and end stage cancer. Mm -hmm. Okay. But truly right now, those are anecdotal. Right. We are not able to document that on any satisfactory level as a scientist, you know, as a scientist. So that's the way you have to treat it. Right. That, that you're giving it to, you know, to make their, you know, these, these poor dogs more comfortable in their last final stages of their life. But yeah. the last Halloween, my, uh, my friend's dog, um, it was his last, last full day on earth was on Halloween last year. Um, and he was, you know, it was, it was done. And we went over, we gave it some CBD. It was the night before it, it passed in the night. It was up and it was whimpering and the family was holding it and we gave it a little CBD and did it do anything? It, it eased the pain a little bit. The dog went to sleep. Uh, they held the dog a little bit and it, and it passed. It was beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, you could have taken it and you could have taken it to the, to the vet and all the stuff, but it was, it was ready to go. It stopped eating like Steve Katz said just now. And it, uh, it, was, it was done. And uh, we just did a little, a little bit of relief. It was pretty, it was pretty impressive actually what, what happened. It was within two hours the dog was asleep and just drifted away. It's yeah. beautiful. So right. the the new formulations will have THC. No, no, no? The all no, CBD. Oh, all, okay. Yep. okay. Yeah, the just C- have the accelerant. Yep. It works on the accelerant. Yep. Works on works on things other than just THC. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So that's why we're using it for fast acting effect on on the conditions that we're we're working on. Right. Not, no THC. Nothing. Not, not no. 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 Not never. No. Yeah. Well, and and it still eases the pain just as much as. 
quicker. It just does it quicker. Yeah, right? that's yeah. all. Well, you get you get a more efficient absorption. With my formulation, doesn't just deliver fast. It also allows for a smaller amount to go a longer way. So let's just say with the Quigley's uh, product, um, you can look at it Quigley's dot com, and it has a ten and fifty milligram uh, dosage. And people think, oh, a ten is not going to do it. Well, try the ten. It it really does it does a lot more than a ten milligram edible ever will because you get to absorb the dosage. Right. And same with the with CBD. If you're processing the liver, it, you know, if you have a high fiber diet, you know, lots of things can can affect the the absorption of CBD. And if we can get it into the soft tissue early, then we have a lot better chance of getting a greater dose, having a longer duration, right. and having a lot less go a lot longer, a lot farther. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen it work in dogs. So already. So. Um, and humans. That's all I, yeah. Right. yeah. You know, we do I, make CBD well, lab analogs for right, humans yeah. as the well. The bottom line, I mean, this is just an accelerant that, that you know, that uh, changes the absorption and the place of absorption. So it really doesn't matter what, what the, so long as it's a, uh, so long as it's a compound or a chemical that, that will work with the accelerant, mm-hmm. you're going to get that effect. Correct. That's, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, it can carry a so, lot more than just cannabinoids, for right. example. It can carry lots of other things, but we... We use that in the cannabinoid space as a as a it's a no brainer actually for you know reducing the the amount necessary, increasing the effects, and increasing their duration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's, I mean it's a, it's a no brainer in the industry, absolutely. So that's what we do over at the Skunk Works every day. <laughs> All this the sort of works. really neat stuff, and these guys are incredible. Uh, the products that they come up with and the processes that they come up with are. Uh, I mean, it's it's my favorite part of my job, is being with these guys. So, yeah, the scientists well, and me. I can just, see. You know, I can see why. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very very stimulating. Very stimulating. Are you in New York also, Tony? No, I'm here in You're Scottsdale. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's what brings me here. Okay. Is these guys? Okay. Both of you live here then, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Well, good. So, well, maybe we'll see more of you. In Scottsdale, as a result, <laughs> we're trying to get right. him to come down here. He'll he'll break eventually. He'll get a house. Yeah, we'll see. That we would be that would it. be great. Look forward to that it. would be great. Yeah. Well, um, I I'm wondering if for for the people who think that all of you are completely whacked out to be giving anything related to cannabis to dogs, um, tell me what your elevator speeches. Jim, let's start with you. What do you tell people when they look at you sideways about this? Oh, an elevator talk on it. Well, hmm, put me on the spot there. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That may have been a bad way to phrase it to you. Well, actually, you know, Therbis is more than just CBD. Mm -hmm. Um, Therbis, we have different ingredients. For example, uh, premium greenlit muscle, which delivers um, anti-inflammatories and... um, additional anti-inflammatory molecules. Um, then we also have, you know, other vitamin Cs, zinc. And then we come around to the CBD. And the CBD I just refer to as an unfortunately named mo- uh, wonderful molecule. It has wonderful applications, um, effects on the nervous system, on the body as a whole. Um, and unfortunately, it just happens to be made by the same plant that makes CBD. Mm-hmm. So it's got amazing effects, non-addictive, non-euphoric, but does everything else between seven to ten times better than a lot of the molecules that you find out that are legal that you can pull off the pharmaceutical shelves. So, Good enough. Yeah. Um, Dr. Katz, quick question for you. The, yeah. the human endocannabinoid system uh-huh. is very similar to that of any 
other mammal, correct? Correct. Okay, so it has the same CBD has the same effect yeah, as it would you've got, on humans. Yep, you've got CBD. Uh, you've got CBD receptors in uh, cats and dogs, and uh, you know, it's all animals. Yeah, all animals, especially. Yeah, you know, I mean, they 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 have them in reptiles. Mm. Okay, so so yeah, that's all part of the the journey right now of you know. Uh, learning more about the endocannabinoid system in, re, you know, uh, in relation to the cannabinoids that we are uh, going to be using and mm-hmm. the response to the endocannabinoid system. And that is really, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to be fractionating out the different, uh, the different cannabinoids and looking at their individual, you know, at their individual properties and then be able to mix and match and come up with some absolutely incredible formulations. Right. But in terms of elevator talk, I want to go back that, to that for one minute because I have two people who are beloved by me who give me a, 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 a wonderful introduction. My partner, Tony, when he introduces me, he says, this is Dr. Katz. He sells weed to dogs for a living. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when my cousin, who's the, who was the former ambassador to Spain, introduces me, he, she says, uh, this is my cousin Steve. He's in the pot business. <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> then it, from there I go and explain myself. You explain so, yourself. Go explain myself. Yeah, yeah. And, so. then, and then how do your uh, colleagues in the state assembly in New York refer to you <laughs> when they know about this? My colleagues, uh, I, I have had nothing but the warmest relation with my colleagues and when i went through the uh the uh well we all call it the happy day around here but when i went through the experience of being stopped by a police and and uh you know they found a small quantity of unsmoked marijuana in my car um the response that i got from my colleagues when i uh when i came back uh, to the assembly was on my desk was a bag of Doritos and a, uh, and, and a small VW psychedelic bus model. So uh, they've, we've all had a real good time with it, but it was all good-natured and with lots of love. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And how about you, Tony? What do you, what do you tell people? Oh, you know, I, I, don't, uh, I don't get a lot of uh, uh, sideways looks. Maybe it's a circle I run in. But I introduced the product as a, you know, a product that contains cannabidiol, which is a naturally occurring anti-inflammatory compound in hemp. And we also use great compounds like pernicanaliculus, which is a green lip muscle source from New Zealand, non-defatted, used in lots of, of other uh, healthcare products that you're familiar with, from GNC to, you know, you name it, from pets to people. Um, but we go the extra mile. And we use uh, specially sourced ingredients that are not freeze-dried and don't have all of their beneficials sucked away. We, we actually go out and source our stuff and do a great job at providing a product that we know works and we know is beneficial to the pet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we don't, I don't get a lot of people come back at me and go, oh, my God, there's pot in that after I say that. Uh, usually they go, well, I'd like to hear more. I want a sample or I want to, you right. know, give me a 30-pack. Yeah. So, you know, for me, CBD isn't from... Pot. It's a it's a naturally occurring compound found in hemp, and it's an anti-inflammatory. And you know if, if you know you want to not you know want to give the effects of a natural anti-inflammatory, so you're not destroying your liver, but you're still getting the effect of a of a high dose of even ibuprofen, let's say, then th- this is a no-brainer for you. And not to mention, uh, there's no glucosamine in our product, and we're already overdosing our our animals on glucosamine. Right. So. When we remove that extra bit, when we go the extra mile to say this is a real product 
that doesn't rely on traditional, you know, uh, mysteries that don't really work, you know, and we, we deliver a benefit. I've never heard anybody come back to me and, and ask, you know, is that made from pot? It's, and just, I, it's just the approach. And yeah. a, as a clinician, and it will be the same in medicine, I did a little study on my own, and half the clients that I, you know, that I gave the therapist to for the different conditions, I went through the entire discussion of the endocannabinoid system and what CBD was and what it did and, uh, and, and its effects, and I got 100% compliance of my clients. They, they took it. The other half, I said to them, here, take this. It's going to make your dog feel better for the condition he has. And I got 100% compliance from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that, the reality is that's what people want from their doctor and that's what they want from their veterinarian. Right. They want something that's going to help them for the problem that they have. They really don't care. God knows they don't care if it's oxycodone. Right. So, you know, they don't, they don't care about that. They want their pr- problem relieved or, or cured. And that is what is important to them. And that is our responsibility as the health care givers to make sure that what we're giving them is going to be effective and safe. Mm-hmm. And that is when the veterinary community and the medical community are going to be in a very, very big way prescribing CBD and its adjuvants right. to their, their clientele, to the patients. Yeah. It's, it's really still shocking to me how many medical doctors um, to this day are still saying out loud, uh, I don't really think that you'll be able to benefit from this. And I've, I know a couple of people who are dealing with serious health issues who have so far as asked their medical doctors, their primary care right. physicians, and they're like, well, I don't think you're going to benefit from it. I mean, We're embryonic right now. The absolutely. clinical studies are just starting to come out. Uh, it's, it, it is going to, there, there is going to be a period of, of time between the results of these clinical trials and acceptance by the medical community mm-hmm. because they've been so indoctrinated in a negative manner mm-hmm. for so many decades. Right. And, you know, when the, one of the great parts about cannabis is you don't have to go see your, your physician. You can go out and get it. You can go out and get a medical card. You can go to, you know, Colorado and go and see if it does something for you, you, you don't, you're not required anymore to, to wait for your doctor to approve. You know, there's not going to be a side effect that you're not aware of at a small dosage. You can go out and find out. Yeah. And at least it gives us the ability to, to be empowered a little bit more. And I was on pain pills for 10 years before I found medical cannabis in Los Angeles at the right kind, the right strain. Mm-hmm. And until then, I was going to the doctor and getting my pain pills. Because I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do the things I would do to live my life. And it took me until I moved to a place where I could be empowered to find my own solutions for these things. Before, where they were more open. Where they were more it. open up to it. Yeah. Until I, so then I told my doctor, I'm not taking the pills anymore. He's like, why not? I said, I'm smoking cannabis. Oh, that's a bad idea. I'm like, oh, and, and the, the, the oxycodone wasn't a bad idea. Yeah. You know, I was lactose intolerant for five years before I stopped taking those pills. And six months after I stopped and went on to medical cannabis, I wasn't lactose intolerant anymore. I mean, just figure that out. All of a sudden, I became lactose intolerant, and all of a sudden, I became not. What I really love the commonality, the oxycodone, because it's a morphine derivative, it makes you constipated. 
Yeah. And now I'm looking at the commercials that oh are you are you taking yeah. are you taking a morphine derivative? Well, we've got the new pill that's going to let like, you go to the bathroom now. You'll right. be able. I mean, it's this is unbelievable. No, I, yeah, and then, unbelievable. Well, and the, the side effects of that one require of course, another another five pills. Just yeah, absolutely yeah. the nerve that yeah. that is what they are foisting on us yeah. and not allowing a, a remarkable natural product that is shown to be benign. Uh, yeah. You know, that Won't that we can death. have. Yeah, right. That we can have. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, even after I was using the oxycodone, it wasn't cotton, it was codone. It was small doses, 15 milligrams a day. Uh, I still didn't have mobility. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't living my life. I was just taking the pills to get through the pain. The cannabis, I, I lost 65 pounds. I, I was riding my bike to work. I mean, my life changed. Right. Because of moving to L.A. right at the beginning of the, of the cannabis boom and having a great bud tender named Eric, before they were called bud tenders, show me different strains, lab analysis. We've never seen that before. And right. you know, then I was finally, I can go to a store and I can look at, at the analysis and tell you what I, what I need, terpene concentration, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. I want. And, and it's, it's done. Yeah. It's difficult still. Right. You have to know what you're doing, but I haven't taken a pain pill in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're hoping this will change. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, most definitely hoping this will change. Wow, what a great conversation yet again. Dr. Katz, thanks again for coming back. Pleasure. And um, Jim and Tony, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. For being here. And please join us again next week. Um, if you'd like to learn more about therapists, you can visit them online at therapist.com and if you'd like to learn more about uh, what we're doing at the Cannabis Reporter come on visit us there too thecannabisreporter.com you can download today's show and if you like what you hear subscribe to our weekly podcasts and rate it on iTunes as well if you'd like so I'd also like to thank our amazing engineer Kyle Pratt who happens to be celebrating a birthday today. <laughs> so happy birthday Kyle and thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Snowden Bishop, the Cannabis Reporter, and until we meet again, make it a great day. <laughs>